the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferret's Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferret's Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. I'm going to say this right off the bat. You, if you've been listening to the show for any period of time, you know that I'm a pretty optimistic and upbeat kind of person. Uh, yeah, I'm an optimist by nature. But there are times when I have to address things that I believe are important for us to understand. And so I'm just going to give you a fair warning that I've got to share some information that, although I'm not happy about sharing it, I have a high level of concern. I think you should be aware of it. So it may seem a bit of a negative type of show, mostly because of the information I'm sharing. But please understand, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to let people know what's going on and and have a real a real uh, clearer picture of what to expect with the economy and things like that so that you can plan accordingly uh going forward and make good decisions for yourself, your family, your your retirement, your portfolio, your you know all those financial economic decisions we all have to make. So let me just jump right into it. The first thing that I saw, and this is an article that came to me, and I'm going to put it on the website. It's going to be at yourpersonalbank.com. So if you want to check it out, go there, pass it on, whatever. Check it out. Again, it's yourpersonalbank.com. The article name of it is GD Report Reveals Ominous Great Depression Warning Sign Not Seen Since 1932. And the issue is, and this is a big deal, I believe, and I've seen very, very little reported in the media about this. Of course, this is a financially focused show, so we're going to discuss this and we're going to dig into this a little bit. And and I'm going to share it with you why, uh, again, again, not trying to be a fear monger or anything by any stretch, but why I'm, I'm greatly concerned about this, and I believe for valid reasons. And see, the this warning sign that they're talking about is discussing on the GD, GDB, GDP report, sorry, the real issue is real disposable income has fallen off a cliff. And I want you to understand this. It hasn't just disposable income hasn't drop, dropped or reduced or fallen. It's gone to the lowest levels we've seen, the second lowest levels on a percentage basis, since 1932. Now, folks, right there, right, that in and, in and of itself is a really big deal. But I'm going to dig into this further why it should be of, I believe, more concern for more people than than it currently is. This is a really, really big deal. And and again, when you talk about a a measurement, an economic measurement that goes back all the way to 1932, please understand, we're discussing the depths of the Great Depression. In fact, 1932 is considered the worst year, or certainly one of the worst years of the Great Depression. And where we're looking at economic measures, measurements that are similar in those kinds of ranges, that 
in and of itself should be a red flag and should be at least some cause of concern. And here's why. So, first of all, the 2022 uh, gross domestic product, the GDP, uh, came out for the year at 2.1% for 2022. And fourth quarter grew by 2.9% in the fourth quarter of 2022. And on the surface, if you look at that, that seems to be positive news, positive economic news. Uh, in fact, the White House and a lot of people have come out and taken credit for, uh, you know, that being a positive on the state of the nation's economy and all that kind of stuff. But when you dig into it a little bit deeper and look at it just below the surface a little bit, this report really should have great cause of concern, not celebration. And here's why. This report is actually actually showing the economic growth slowing down significantly. First of all, business investment, this is the measurement of business investment, only grew 1.4% in the fourth quarter. The problem with that, you know, that 1.4% growth in and of itself is not the problem. The problem is most of it was in inventory growth. Now, when there is a growth in inventories with businesses, just as, just as a little thing aside, this so I think valuable, very valuable to understand, Growth in inventory is typically not a good sign because what it means, of course, is businesses are unable to sell the products or goods that they are, well, trying to sell, right? So when you're, you have an excess inventory, a buildup in inventory, and one of the most um, um, visible ones that we've seen is like uh, Microsoft and some of the chip makers and stuff discussing how they've seen a tremendous drop-off, for example, in new purchases of computers, Okay. Because of the high inflation, slowing economy, uh, more, and people, more and more people are starting to lose jobs, yet, even though, yes, job unemployment numbers are still low, but there's an increase of job losses that are happening. We're seeing that, uh, starting to see that. People are concerned about spending money, or as this article discussed further, they don't have the money to spend on things like a new computer, Okay. The computers that these companies have been making, they can't sell them. They can't get rid of them. So they're building up these inventories, which means in the future, they're either going, they're probably going to have to sit on them or sell them for a lower price, which is also bad for the economy. Now, increasing inventories and things like that with businesses is, is bad news, but not horrible news. Okay, so that's not the real, real cause of concern here. The, the cause of concern is the reduction of disposable income, which I'm going to discuss here just, you know, a little bit further. The real concern here is residential investment fell off a cliff. And, I mean, when we talk about falling off a cliff, it dropped over 26%. And the reason is consumers were unable to afford to purchase things because of the combination of, of higher interest rates, high inflation, and falling real incomes. Although many people in this past year or so have, have received increase in incomes, raises, things like that, very, very few have kept up. Their income increases have kept up with inflation. So therefore, real purchasing power has dropped. It has reduced, okay? When you talk about a reduction of 26, it's actually 26.7% was the government report. You're talking about consumers unable to afford these things, this real reduction. This is huge. This is the kind of stuff like we were talking about, this real disposable income drop 
These are the numbers we haven't seen since 1932. And this is actually the second largest drop in, in real disposable income in percentage-wise measured the second largest ever, the worst being, like I said, in 1932. Real disposable income in the United States dropped over $1 trillion in just 2022 alone. This is very concerning. And the main reason behind this, why this is so concerning, is about two-thirds of the economy is driven by uh, consumer spending. So when you have a 26% drop in disposable income, in other words, the money that the average household has to spend to buy, purchase things, and all that, that has a dramatic or will have a dramatic impact on the economy going forward because, again, approximately two-thirds of the economy is consumers buying things. Now, I'm going to discuss this further and why this should be of concern. And, you know, don't ignore this, okay, because I believe this is going to catch, catch up to us. Contact me if you want to learn how to navigate this and not only survive this potential real difficulty coming up, but thrive. Contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. I don't think I can express this strongly enough, how truly important this loss of real disposable income for the average American consumer is. Because like I said, I was saying earlier, about two-thirds of our economy is driven by consumer spending, okay? And the other third is business spending, which is indirectly oftentimes uh, affected by consumer spending. When you have a trillion-dollar loss in one year of real disposable income, this is money that people have available to use to purchase and buy things, that will have a tremendous, tremendous negative impact on the economy going forward. And like I said, it's not just a trillion dollars is hard to measure. The average household has lost 26% over a quarter of their buying power capability. Folks, this is massive. This is a dramatically massive thing. And again, I'm stressing this and bringing this up because I'm really not seeing this anywhere in the media or anyone else. And I think it's because, one, they either don't understand it, don't know how to explain it really, or are scared of it because this can have such a negative impact going forward. Um. To give you a better idea, to clarify even further, the average American household, due to inflation, since Biden has taken office, and this is not political, this is just math, is the average household has lost about $6,000 per year in annual purchasing power. And higher interest rates have increased the average household's borrowing uh, costs by $1,400. So in other words, the average household now has $7,400 less to spend than they did a year ago. You take that times millions and millions of households, and you can start to see where this significant impact in consumer spending is going to start to rear its ugly head. Now, if you look around and you say, hey, I haven't really noticed anything or seen anything yet. Well, the reason behind that primarily is... There was a tremendous, we've talked about this so many times on the show, there was a tremendous amount of government stimulus that went out to households 
in 2022 and 20, uh, 20 and I'm sorry, 2020 and 2021. Record amounts of monies have gone out to households. So the thing is, most of that money, it's actually been determined that the vast majority of that money has now been spent. In fact, they're now saying that the average household today has less in savings than they had in 2008, which was at the bottom or the worst point of the Great Recession. In other words, the average household received extra monies through the government that was printed, which helped cause inflation, okay? They've now spent that money, and now they have less than they had before. What's going to happen going forward? Folks, I wish I had good news. I hope I'm wrong. I hope and sincerely hope and pray that things don't get much worse before they get better, but I'm, 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 I have to say the, the numbers and all the indicators point to it being exactly that. If you want to learn how to navigate this, how to thrive, not just survive, but actually thrive through this, your personal bank can help you do that with some guarantees, reduce your taxes, have liquidity, high interest rate environment, high inflation. It's going to thrive, folks. Contact me at toll-free, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And we've been discussing how one of the most troubling economic indicators that's ever been seen in my lifetime, certainly, and, and well, just about anybody who's living, is the real drop in disposable income. The average household in 2022 lost 26% of their disposable income. And this is according to, uh, you know, various government studies, but from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. And, folks, why this is so important, like I stated in the first segment, is this is the second largest drop in disposable income in history, the largest being the 1932 in the depths of the Great Depression, okay? Again, why is this so important? This is something that I think is super valuable to understand and think about going forward. We keep hearing all... We keep hearing all this news that things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. The Fed's going to uh, stop raising rates, and, you know, we're going to see. Maybe maybe all that's true. I'm not going to deny that that isn't a possibility, but I, I do believe that this, this severe reduction in consumer disposable income, this is the money that the average household has to per- purchasing power, to buy things, has been severely curtailed to the greatest extent in, in, in a lifetime, well, since 1932. I mean, that is massive, okay? The average household is struggling. And part of the reason, of course, is the high inflation. In fact, I've got other things I want to share with you. And again, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not trying to fear monger you. I'm trying to give you some facts so that you can plan accordingly for your household, for your budgeting, for your investments, thinking forward, and keep this in mind, because I truly, I've not seen this very much, but these are facts that are hard to ignore, and you just don't hear about this much in the media. Uh, in fact, one of the comments I get so often from listeners, which I do, I really appreciate, is they, they appreciate the you know, cutting through the noise, so to speak, which is what I, I attempt to do, so that people can make real, genuine, um, 
good decisions about their money and their investments and, and, and all that. And that's why I think it's so valuable. Of course, part of the reason why discretionary uh, in income for households, the amount of money folks have to spend, has dropped so much has been a big part of it has been because of inflation. And one of those biggest uh, culprits, if you will, of inflation, of course, are food costs. In fact, we do have the numbers now that have come out. According to the USDA, last year, the cost of food, just cost of food in general, rose 9.9%. Groceries rose 11.4%, okay? And the cost reading out increased 7.7%. Now, as bad as all those, those are all tremendously high numbers. Those are generational high inflationary type numbers. If, If anything... According to the USDA, their predictions for 2023 are not much better. They're predicting total food costs to increase about 7%, groceries about 8%, and the cost of going out to eat about 8%. So in other words, where they're saying groceries rose in 2022 by 11%, they're predicting another increase of 8% on groceries alone for 2023. Well, if you add 8 and 11 together, folks, okay, that's 19%. Let's round it off to 20% increase in groceries in two years. You know, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out that that is a tremendously inc- uh, significant increase in costs where food costs are a significant cost for many households, particularly the more the middle class and the poorer side, you know, folks who don't earn as much, it affects them uh, even more percentage-wise, obviously. This, of course, these kinds of higher generational high increases in food costs are going to affect the economy in a negative way. It just, I I don't see any two ways about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's sad because it's something that, it's not like something you can avoid. It's not like, you know, vehicle costs went up so much or something else and you could wait to purchase you know, unfortunately, we kind of got to eat, right? So there are things people can do to reduce their food costs, purchase cheaper type of things and whatnot like that. But the fact of the matter is costs for food across the board have gone up so much, it's hard to not have your food bill be much higher than it was a year or two ago, all right? And then if you take examples of things like, um, oh, how should I say, eggs. Eggs are... One of those things a lot of people talk have discussed that actually <laughs> egg prices since uh, in the last year have increased 60%. So in 2022, they went up 60% nationally on average, the cost of eggs. And uh, USDA predicts in 2023, they're going to increase another 27%. In other words, what that means is the cost of eggs are going to nearly double in two years. Folks, that's incredible. That's that's. Um, that's that's incredible rates of increase uh, for the cost of eggs, for example, okay? This type of inflation that is affecting food costs, and, and will, and like I said, even the USDA was saying, the costs of farming and food will probably not soften inflation in the U.S. in the foreseeable future. In other words, we're going to see high food costs according to the USDA, for quite some time going forward. So when you see that, 
and you see where the average household disposable income has taken such a hit, 26% drop, you start to wonder, how is this going to affect the economy? How are we going to, How you know, I'm not saying we're not going to recover. We will. But what's that going to do for the next year, two, five, right? If people don't have the money to purchase items, and two-thirds of the U.S. economy is consumer spending, what kind of economy, what kind of growth are we going to see going forward in the next, say, two to five years? I mean, given this information, these are all facts. These are things all you can look up. In fact, these articles, I'm going to post them on uh, yourpersonalbank.com so you can check them out for yourself. These are government statistics. I'm not coming up with this stuff. You've got to think and realize, looking at this, this is just not good news by no matter how you look at it. And if we do see some growth going forward, some economic growth, that is, even, say, in a year or two down the road, it's going to be more reduced than what we've seen in the past, more tepid. And, again, if consumers can't buy, your economy is not going to your, your economy is not going to roll, all right? So I think, again, I, don't, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but at the same time, I can't ignore facts. And this, this, this hit we're seeing, this economic hit, this hit to uh, purchasing power for the average household will have devastating economic impact for some time in the future, for several years going forward. I, I just don't see any two ways about it. So it, it, I'm just going to say this. If you want more information, your personal bank has guarantees, high interest rate, higher inflation. It shines. It's an interest rate sensitive asset. You have liquidity. You can get positive arbitrage on your money when you use it to purchase things and whatnot. So your money can go further. And I believe that's going to become more and more important as we go forward. Do not dismiss this is what i'm trying to say contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information for more information on your personal bank feel free to contact parents at yourpersonalbank.com back to the your personal bank show with ference tooth welcome back to the your personal bank show and one last thing i want to share on all of this talking about this real significant drop in in real disposable income. Again, this is the the money that households have available to purchase has dropped 26% over one year, over 2022. Folks have 26%, a quarter of what they were spending a year before is gone. They don't have the ability to purchase. That's going to have a, a, a significant negative impact on the economy. I, I, there's just no two ways about it. But at the same time, the last comment I want to make at this is federal non-defense spending in the fourth quarter of 2022 grew 11.2%. In other words, while the average household is losing 26% of their buying power through inflation and et cetera, the federal government increased, increased their spending by 11%. I mean that's just like that's just that that's just 
kicking a person. That's kicking a man when he's down. You know what I mean? That is, they're starving the family budgets and feeding the federal budget, which is doing nothing but exacerbating the situation further. And until that changes, how are we going to have a healthy economy, healthy growing economy going forward? I don't see it, folks. And again, I'm not a negative per- or pessimistic person, but I am ne- I am very pessimistic about these numbers and about these facts. So if again, you want more information on it, I'm going to post these articles on yourpersonalbank.com, check it out. But I do believe when in you're thinking about investments going forward and what to invest in and what how the markets are going to react and all these kinds of things, the economy, I think I, I really believe you need to keep some of this in 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 mind. The one last thing I think is of, of strong value in terms of what are we looking at going forward, Goldman Sachs recently has come out and stated that they project in some of the higher-flying real estate markets that we've seen in the last couple of years, they're now predicting a 2008-level type crash in home values. And they even pointed out some of the uh, cities, of course, are – they're talking about are San Jose, San Diego, Austin, Phoenix, okay, and, and others. And and what I find interesting about this is for, for quite some time, all I've been seeing and reading is the opposite. In other words, folks saying, oh, you know, the, the, the real estate market and the housing situation, there's a housing shortage, the subprime mortgages are not as, as predominant as they were back in 08, so we're not going to see a similar type crash. Well, now, no less than Goldman Sachs, we'll see if they're correct. They're now predicting we could see something similar because of the extraordinarily high inflation, high interest rates, and, of course, as I was talking about in the first couple segments of the show, the real loss of disposable income for the average household. In other words, people can't afford, can't afford to purchase homes, okay, Many are staying in the homes they were in now and stuff like that. I get it. But what if you have to move because of a job or something? In fact, to give you an example, if you're looking for the medium-priced home today, do you realize that due to higher interest rates, you're paying 80% more higher monthly mortgage payment than you were two years ago? Okay? In other words, that's an extra $9,500 a year, almost ten grand a year more for the same house just because of the higher interest rates. Folks, that's the kind of stuff that eats into people's income and their ability to spend and purchase things. And, of course, that negatively affects the economy. And when you add on top of all of that, as I stated at the beginning of this segment, where you have the federal government in non-defense spending increasing their spending by 11% over the same time frame, last couple of years, you start thinking, or la, I'm sorry, last quarter. It's like this This is unsustainable. The math does not work, okay? It just does not work. Now, I get asked a lot of this from, again, I'm not trying to fear monger here, but I'm, I'm sharing some facts, okay? And these are some facts that I believe are valuable for anyone thinking about the future, investing, whatever it is they're doing with their money. Because you have to be, have the facts to make intelligent decisions, right? And unfortunately, we see far too much, particularly from Wall Street, I'll say, a lot of um, optimism and sometimes uh, some of it unwarranted or, or too, too, too optimistic, I believe, 
given the situation that we're situation that we're looking at from an economic standpoint. So I just want to share caution, proceed with caution. And one of the best things you can do is diversify. You can have some guaranteed monies. Uh, you can have an interest rate sensitive asset. Okay, those are kind of things that you can do to shield yourself and actually even thrive in this kind of environment. And of course, your personal bank does all of those things. And one thing in addition, creating that positive arbitrage, the ability to earn interest on money after you spend it for whatever purpose makes your money go farther. Contact me 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. Again, it's 866-268-4422. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And I've got to say this, as bad as all the economic information that I'm sharing is, and I'm sorry to have to do this, it's not my inclination. It's It's not my personality, okay? But I can't ignore the facts. When you have the largest drop in discretionary income, that's money households have to spend, since 1932, percentage-wise, 26% drop in one year. I mean, you can't ignore those numbers and expect things to be just hunky-dory going forward. There's going to be negative economic impact as a result. And to ignore it, ignore it at your own peril. Proceed, proceed with caution. Diversify. Put Lock some of your money down. Protect it. Make sure it's guaranteed. Make sure you can get a return on a, have an interest rate sensitive asset. Uh, make sure you get some positive arbitrage when you use your money so they can go farther for you, especially in a higher interest rate environment, which increasingly looks more and more likely we're going to be facing for the um, foreseeable future. We'll put it that way. Of course, your personal bank does all that. You can contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. Again, 866-268-4422. Now, as bad as all that information is, that economic stuff, I actually have something I feel like I need to share that is even more anonymous. And that really, and again, this, I've seen some media attention on this, but not a lot. But I think it's this is important to keep in mind. Again, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. Please understand, but you need to be aware. But it has to do with the U.S. now offering to send tanks, U.S. tanks, to Ukraine. You heard me right. If you haven't heard this already, the U.S. is now, Biden has now promised to send M1 Abrams tanks, U.S. tanks, to Ukraine to fight against Russia. Now, folks, why is this of such concern? Well, if you know your history at all, this is exactly, and I mean exactly, how World War II got started. The U.S. first started through Roosevelt, starting a Lend-Lease program where we were sending equipment, materials and equipment to our allies. And eventually, of course, we got drug into the conflict. Um, Germany has also agreed to send tanks along with the U.S. And, of course, the last time Germany sent tanks into Russian territory to fight or fight into fight against Russians was, of course, 
in World War II. Folks, I hope I'm wrong, but it's chilling to think about that World War III may have already started, and we just don't know it yet. And we will know eventually if this is the beginning of it. I sincerely, with all my heart, hope this is this does not happen. But I do not trust in the the current leadership that we have in the United States, or or uh, or Europe for that matter, that they can manage a escalation like this in an intelligent way. Um, so often wars have been started over far less, if you just go through history. And, and to give you an, a further couple of indications why I'm so concerned, and this is, to, to me, chilling, chilling it. Uh, and, and the fact this isn't like blaring front-page news and people aren't freaking out about this, I find rather shocking. And here's why. Well, what do you, what do you think Russia's response is, reacts to the U.S. and Germany sending tanks to U, U, Ukraine to, to uh, fight against them? Well, obviously, their response is they, this is a direct involvement in the conflict. And, you know, I'm not for what Russia is doing. I, I'm not for Russia uh, attacking Ukraine and all that. But I can't disagree with what they're saying. It is a direct involvement of the U.S. and Germany in the conflict. And let's face it, it's a regional war at this point. Okay, they don't want to say that word, but it is. It is a direct involvement in this war. Will it escalate further? Ukraine is already asking now for fighter jets. That's the next step. Also, to give you an idea why I have very little faith in the current leadership, is Biden, again, has promised to send tanks, 31 M1 Abram tanks, to the Ukraine. And the U.S., the Pentagon has just stated that the U.S. does not have 31 extra tanks in their stockpile to send. Now, think about that a minute. You are that clueless that you're going to say you work out an agreement, an arrangement, whatever, and you say you're going to send 31 tanks, a battalion of tanks, to help out in this war, and you don't even realize you don't have them available to send? I mean, really? Come on, man. I mean, you talk about a lack of of awareness of what the heck is going on. Now, on top of that, when I read that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So now it's been blared out across the world. So the, the world, are, the enemies of the U.S. now know, because the Pentagon has stated, made, made that, this statement, thanks to Biden promising tanks that we don't have, they basically they have signaled to our world's enemies, hey, we don't have any extra tanks. Is that a show of weakness on a colossal scale? It's, it's mind-boggling, the, the colossal scale of this. And then another article I read came out, talked about this is from, um, this is from the Center for Strategic and International Studies. They're stating that the U.S. does not have the stockpile, is not prepared for a protracted war with China. <laughs> okay. So China, of course, knows that. If they didn't before, they certainly do now. And I said they're stating the U.S. weapons, co- our, our, our stack of weapons is woefully lacking. 
partly because we've given so much to Ukraine in this fight against Russia. You know, there is such a lack of strategic thinking of, I don't, I don't even know the word. It, it, it's, it's like, I, I, I'm at a loss for words here because I can't even believe that somebody would be so ineffective and so stupid as to even allow these kinds of situations to be to even happen, much less be broadcast, that we don't have enough weapons to fight a war. We don't even have a, a battalion of tanks to send to Ukraine. And, in fact, they're even saying on this, uh, the, this 31 tanks, it could take several years for these tanks to get to Ukraine, at least months, if not years, because they have to go through a procurement process to identify and hire contractors to build the tanks because we don't have them. I mean, you want to talk about just colossal, colossal levels of ineptitude. I, I, it's, a, it's mind-boggling, okay? And we have, <clears throat> to make matters even worse, as bad as all that is, we have political leaders on both sides of the aisle who are openly stating that regime change of Russia is the goal, and they want to take over to not just help Ukraine, but take over the Crimea. Now, if you understand anything about Russian history, Crimea has been a part of Russia historically for centuries. <coughs> Crimea is also their Black Sea port. It's their only access to the Mediterranean Ocean for their navy. It's, it's, it's so strategically important. It would be similar to, in effect, stating that the blocking, let, let's say uh, China blocked our um, western seaboard. Our ability to defend ourselves would be compromised so dramatically, it would be just unthinkable, un, unimaginable. Well, that's where Russia's at if they do this. So, again, it's a further escalation of war and it was it was Eisenhower that said this when he in when he uh gave his uh, I think his farewell speech he talked about the dangers of the military industrial complex and if there's anyone that would understand that that would be Eisenhower former five-star general and president of the United States okay um I believe this military industrial complex that's dominating the leadership of this country in, in obviously in many ways, but of course, financially, let's face it, a lot of people are making a lot of money because of war. I'm afraid and I'm genuinely concerned that they could lead us down a path that could get very ugly very quickly. And personally, I don't like it. And, and what I find ironic is these days, it seems like it's the conservatives like me who don't want war. It used to be, uh, you know, and it's, it's, it, ironically, whether you love or try, love or hate Trump, the guy didn't start a war, and he was not for it. And, you know, that used to be the purview of, you know, the 60s hippies type, right? The liberal, they, they you know, make love, but make peace, not war, right? It's ironic how it's the, some of the most conservative folks, the Freedom Caucus people, things like that, Trump's, Trump, support, uh, Trump and Trump supporters, we're the ones that don't want war, and yet it's the liberals and the Democrats and some of the rhino Republicans who are all for it. 
It's amazing how this has made a 180-degree shift. I never thought I would see anything like this in my lifetime, but of course we have. So again, my suggestion, I mean, what can we do? This is incredibly concerning and frustrating. Write your congressman. Contact your congressman. Send him a message. Send him an email. Send him do your senator. Do something to let them know that to further escalate hostilities in Ukraine is not. And what, what interest is it to the U.S., really, strategically? You know, I, I, I don't understand that. And I'd like somebody to try to explain that to me. But to give you an idea, it's become like politically how, you know, I, I was, I'll give you one last thing on this. I'm, I'm in, in California. I'm in Riverside, California, visiting some family over Christmas. I'm driving to the store. I drive by a Jewish synagogue. And on the sign, this was around Christmas time, their sign was, and they stated out there, that they were fully in support of Ukraine. This is a Jewish synagogue in California. One, I thought, how, how, what a weird message. What a, did, what, why should that be a message on a Jewish synagogue? Why should they be so in support of Ukraine? It just makes no logical sense. Okay. I mean, they should be focused on spiritual matters, particularly around the Christmas season, right? That had nothing, no, that message had nothing to do with it. I thought it was such an out-of-the-left-field message. It was wildly out of touch. And I think a lot of our political leaders are equally as wildly out of touch. And maybe if they hear from us enough, maybe that'll drag them back to being in a touch a little bit and show them, hey, look, we, look I, I feel for the Ukrainians. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe what Russia did was right. But why do we have to be drug into a war as a result? That's my point. I don't support that. And we already have enough economic problems, as I stated in the first segments of the show. Why are we sending billions and billions of dollars in war and material to Ukraine and risking further escalation of a war with, an, with, a, with Russia that has significant nuclear power? I just don't get it. It makes no sense. All I can say is, hey, if you want to navigate this stuff, lock yourself down, get, get, create some diversification, protect yourself, protect some downside, create some guarantees, get some uh, higher returns on your money with guarantees and higher interest rate environment, create some positive arbitrage, make your money go farther. All these things are so, much, so important, especially today. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. And it's still on our money, so I will just say this again. In God, we trust. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.